then the restriction was lifted, I think two months after, and everybody was like so happy, so joyous. It was the best time ever. I, it was the best time I've ever worked in the restaurant. Everybody was so happy. Everybody was so nice and we were thankful, very thankful. Today on Dirty Linen, we are traveling across the world to a country that I've been watching with great interest. Well, for many years, really, uh, certainly in a culinary sense, and recently because of its interesting path through the pandemic, we are going to Denmark, to Fredericia, two hours from Copenhagen, where we're talking to restaurateur Meta Gussner. Her restaurant, Teatrin Ned, has just retained its Michelin star. Meta, welcome to Dirty Linen. Thank you. Happy to be here. I'm really thrilled to be talking to you today. Uh, just set the scene for us a little bit. Tell us about your restaurant, the setting, and what kind of food you serve. It's a, yeah, I think maybe a small restaurant. We we open for 40 guests, 30, 40 guests, uh, Wednesday until Saturday. Um, we have had the restaurant for 20 years now, so we're a bit old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Experienced. Yeah, we're experienced, very experienced. Um, we, we we call it the personal kitchen because we we use our yeah thirty years in the business here uh, to to create the menu, mainly Danish Nordic kitchen. We produce yeah mainly our products ourselves, our produce. We have a a big garden where we farm and produce. All kinds of vegetables and greens and fruits, berries. So this is our yeah, our main. Uh, uh, what sort of place is Fredericia? Oh, it's a. I think it's a. What do you say? A small city. We have uh, sixty thousand people here, inhabitants. It's a. A quiet place, I think. Very cozy, very hygge, as we say here in Denmark. Um, old city with lots of uh, history, and uh, yeah, everybody knows everybody here. I think. <laughs> and in normal times, what's the what sort of customers do you have? Is it a lot of people that are traveling to the restaurant? Do you have a lot of local customers? We have a lot of locals. Um, that's why we are still here. I think <laughs> uh, we do get a lot of uh, foreigners. We get, do get a lot of uh, German, Norwegian guests. Uh, yeah, from all over the world, uh, mainly because of the Michelin star. I think, but also a lot of guests from Copenhagen. They have. I think they have tried their own restaurants there a lot of times, and now they're traveling across the country and uh, take a look what's happening on the other side of Denmark. Here in mm. And when you say we, who do you run the restaurant with? Uh, my husband. He's the head chef. I'm the restaurant manager. We, we have um, uh, separated. <laughs> so we won't uh, work in the kitchen, both of us. That would just cause a lot of stir, I think. <laughs> and I mean, I love restaurants that are so connected to produce in the way that you are. What's the what's the farm like? Is it very close by? And and you, is it somewhere that you work yourselves, or do you have uh, someone that works there and keeps you up to date on what produce is coming through? We started ourselves, and we live here at the farm. The farm is about seven kilometers from the restaurant where we live. 
uh, we have uh, four acres of land and we, uh, pre- yeah, we use like three acres now. Um, and uh, from last, I think the last two, three years, we had a, 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 yeah, <laughs> a farmer helping us, a young guy, uh, very, very, uh, very skilled, very open-minded. And he, yeah, I think he runs the place now, I must say. <laughs> it must be really nice to have that balance of, you know, the the farm all around you and then going off to the restaurant for that, I suppose, more urban experience. What's, yeah. what's, uh, what's growing at the moment? What's good in the farm? We have a lot of apples here, pears, plums, lots of uh, cabbage and uh, things. It's the end of the season now and all the root crops are starting to appear, but we like to save them for winter season. So we still like to keep as much summer here as possible. So a lot of flowers, herbs, yeah, corn. Mm. That sounds nice because we're just coming into spring now. So it's, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice to think about those autumn fruits and, yeah, the, the different, the different stage of the year that you guys are in. Yeah. I love autumn. Uh, yeah. Lots of, lots of flavor. Mm, yeah. That's true. Everything's really soaked up the sun. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. So really ripe blackberries and stuff. Oh. Love it. <laughs> oh, nice. So what's a dish in the restaurant that you really think everybody should try at the moment? Um, yeah, not to brag, but <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm working in the, in the kitchen right now and I've just made a dessert just to uh, show what we have in the garden right now. And it, it's, a, it's an ice cream made of uh, caramelized sourdough bread uh, with an apple, a very tart applesauce with a bit of tagetis flowers oil made of tagetis flowers and summer flowers here from the garden just to yeah, keep the summer flavor in the mouth. So oh, acidity from the apples and the freshness from the flowers. I have to say, yeah, I think you can brag about that. It sounds really good. <laughs> um, is it Thank a you. set menu style or, I mean, is it a la carte? How does the, how does the restaurant work? No, it's a set menu. We have six... Uh, Six courses in the menu, and then you can add a cheese dish. So seven, if you like. Yes, I will add the cheese. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Mete, you know, we, we often hear news I think, you know, Denmark and Australia are, are pretty well connected. A lot of Australian chefs have worked over there and a lot of people have travelled to Denmark to eat, especially in the last 15 years, I reckon. Um, but we've definitely watched the Scandinavian experience through COVID with a lot of interest and, and seen the news from Denmark recently, I think just 10 days ago, that all the COVID restrictions were lifted now, I'm speaking to you from Melbourne. We are in our sixth lockdown. Uh, it's been pretty tough. Uh, you know, as you know, it's such a hard road for restaurants to travel. Just tell us um, tell us what it's like for you at the moment. And then if you can, just talk us through the past couple of years and Denmark's path through the pandemic. Um, I, I think we're, we're all a bit shocked that we were shut down so fast. We didn't really experience in the beginning what was happening. We were, we all heard of the, yeah, something in China, something in Yuan, you know, what it's called. And, and we didn't know. And then 
all of a sudden we were just shut down and we were like in shock uh, and just waited. And yeah, I don't know, something happened. A lot of people, you know, I don't know if you've seen the Italians singing from the windows. Um, mm, we did. Yeah. Yeah, something like that happened here, but we we did it in front of our telly at home. Uh, a lot of people gathered, and just some there was just some kind of a society, and everybody was so nice, and everybody was helping each other, and there we baked bread and uh, you know <laughs> cooked like we never did before, and and then the restriction was lifted. I think two months after, and everybody was like so happy so joyous it was the best time ever i it was the best time i've ever worked in the restaurant everybody was so happy everybody was so nice and we were thankful very thankful i think um that yeah what was happening and it was we, we thought it was now it's over and every everything is okay and this was in the beginning uh, i think end of june we were shut down in in, in march Uh, and then we shut down again the second time in the December same year 2020 and people were mad they were crazy mad because what was happening we just we did so well we behaved so well we were restricted we did everything we used to like the sanitizer everywhere and everything and people were just a bit mad no sourdough bread just angriness and every <laughs> I don't know we, we weren't so thankful and then we were shut down for six months, almost six months. And we opened a little bit, very, very slow. We opened again and uh, we used the, what do you call it? The the mouth. <laughs> we used the, we were, we were sanitizing all the time and we were very, uh, the, oh, know, the, yeah, we used the mask all the time. And it, I think that was the worst thing for me as a, as a front of house, as a waiter, to 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 wear the mask because it, it, it something uh, I think it's like being a doctor or being uh, not friendly, not just more uh, like a you know like a, not not coziness, like shut away. Yeah, very 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 apart from our guests, and oh, it was the worst. And then everything was lifted like in a month. And now we're just like, what happened? We're, we're, I think we're in shock. And the football stadiums are open and we had just had a concert for like 50,000 people. I don't know. I, I think it's so, so weird. I don't, I don't think we can be happy and thankful yet because we see what's happening all over the world and I think we're a bit in shock. But some people have forgotten that uh, some people just live now that like COVID never existed. They forgot what happened the last two years, and I don't know. I'm I'm still in shock. <laughs> I think uh, our guests have forgotten all about it. We no one uses sanitizer anymore. No one because I'm the one who fills it up, uh, and uh, yeah, I can see no one's using it. So everything here is like no COVID's over. Everything uh, is is fine now. We got the vaccination. We're 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 doing good, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Mm, that's so interesting. I, you know, I really, I really relate to your description of the the different phases and the different emotions because I think, you know, when we reopened, 
in June 2020, and we were a bit we were similar. We reopened then. You know, Melbourne had a bit of a different pathway than the rest of Australia. We we shut again in August, but most of the rest of the country stayed open more or less from June until more recently. But it was that first reopening. It was really so much celebration we really thought we'd done it and that was it but i think the more times you 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 close and you open the 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 harder it is to trust it i think um but you know i think what we are what we have been told and what we've certainly seen you know in other countries as far as vaccination goes australia is a bit behind in terms of vaccination denmark is looks to us like, you know, where we're trying to get. So I think 84% of your population 12 and over has been vaccinated. So that's, you know, that's more than double where we're at at the moment. Um, I think the Danish pop is that about, is it 6 million or so in your population? Yeah. So we're 25 million. So it's a little bit different, but it's not, it's not, you know, it's not dramatically different. I mean, uh, so you, but it sounds to me like even though you've got that great vaccination rate, that you don't quite trust where you are right now. No, because I don't, I don't know. But and there's a lot of people asking questions, and I can I understand they ask the question. Someone has to ask questions, but still, it's like <laughs> they, it's like a big conspiracy theory. Like, what, what, what? Why was the vaccination so fast, and why, why did it have it? And is it okay for young people and is it okay for me and do I have to get the Pfizer vaccination or Moderna or the whatever? I, I, God, I don't know. And But we can see it's working and our prime minister, a woman actually, and, and because I think she's a woman, a lot of people are asking questions because ah, does she know? Is she good? Is she Has she done it right? And every time they ask so many questions and so... My God, look at her. I think she she done a great job. She did a great job. And she was just so firm, so steady, so trustworthy. And I don't know. I think, I think from, yeah, from point now, she did great. But, yeah. Yeah, I guess it, it, we have to see how it all plays out. Um, I mean, I think no vaccination for any disease is 100% uh, effective. But I think, you know, the the figures definitely show that this vaccination is very effective, but I suppose, yeah, even even when 84% of the population 12 and over is vaccinated, I suppose there are still people who aren't vaccinated who can still transmit it. So it just, um, yeah, remains to be seen how it all plays out. But, yeah, it, it goes must... fast. We yeah. can see for young people at school right now, they, 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 yeah, diseases going very fast. Hmm. Is it, um, you said your customers have forgotten about it. Is that the feeling, like people just want to put it behind them? Is I mean, is business good? Yeah, business is very good. Everybody wants to go out to enjoy themselves, to, you know, they, everything they think they've been missing for the five, six months of shutdown, they want to experience right now. They don't want to wait like five hours. They want it right now. And yeah, <laughs> it's, it's weird. <laughs> they want everything right now. Yeah, and I mean, what does it make for the, what sort of experience do they want in your restaurant? Are they buying, you know, the more expensive wine? Are they having, you know, cocktails? Are they having, you know, doing as much as they can with you? 
it was like that the first time after <laughs> shutdown, um, but now it's more like they want to. I think they want to, not just at the restaurant, but at everything. They want they're going out, they're traveling more. Uh, I think they they do, yeah, buy the more expensive wine. But I think it's more like a. I, I can't describe it, but it's a feeling I just get. It's a feeling that they. Not, not thankfulness, and uh, more like I deserve something because I b- behaved well. I give mm-hmm. me my prize right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's it's weird. Uh, I think. Yeah, that's yeah. I understand. It's almost like people feel entitled to yeah. an experience, but they earn yeah, the entitlement. Through, yeah. yeah, but they don't. Uh, they're not so. They're not enjoying it so much this time like they did the last time because the last time they were happy and enjoyed it and was thankful now they're just like give me my prize give me my entire give me i i've done so right give me give me and ah, it's not the same thing it's not as <laughs> not as happy this time i think yeah it sounds like it's got a bit of an edge to it yeah a little bit what's that like for you as in a in the restaurant looking after them um, it's okay, but I, 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 yeah, I'm thinking about the last summer because, yeah, I was so happy last summer with the guests. This time it's also good, but, but it's, it's, yeah, the, the excitement is not so, so, so mm. good this year. But. And what about, are you already having travelers coming from other countries in Europe? And indeed, are you having travelers from the US as well? No. We have the travelers from Germany, uh, yeah, few from Norway. They're starting to come from Norway, but that's it. I think, yeah. And is that because that's all? That's the only ones that are allowed in, or just because yeah. that's okay? So I think so. Yeah. Right. And, so and Germany is closed a lot right now. Yeah. I think. Oh really? Okay. Interesting. Yeah, Germany has uh, hard times. Yes, they wear the masks everywhere, and uh, yeah. Do you? F- I mean, even though you hate wearing a mask, do you feel like nervous not wearing it? Do you so- sort of feel like maybe you should be wearing it? Yes, I, I do. It, it's it's so weird because like from one day to another, everything was lifted, and we felt almost a bit naked and a bit unsafe and a bit. Everybody was too close, and why are you walking so close to me? Why are you standing so close and? The handshake never came back. I, I love the handshake, but now it feels weird to touch somebody and just no, it's, it's so weird. I think. And yeah. Then, yeah, we're standing with the one two meters apart still, because it's weird. Everything yeah. else would be weird. Yeah, we've all in, we've all created a new personal zone for ourselves. Yeah, this is a very large space we're around everybody. You know, you have your own bu- little bubble, and it's it's weird. Before all the restrictions were lifted, what what was the situation for the restaurant? Did you have limited numbers, or I mean, did you have to check people in with a vaccine passport? Like, what what actually were the restrictions before September eleven? Uh, we we did have to check the vaccine passport, um, and the restaurant had to close. The the last uh, serving from alcohol was at ten, and then the restaurant had to close that. 12 and we had uh, like uh, 
I think, four, four square meters apart from everyone, uh, for every guest. So uh, a lot of restaurants had a lot of trouble uh, with the numbers of guests because, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the vaccine passport is a massive conversation here at the moment. You know, the main topics are, are you only allowed to have vaccinated diners? Do all staff have to be vaccinated? I mean, what? Yeah. how did you find managing the vaccine passport was it a was it very difficult for you as as the restaurant manager to make sure that people were vaccinated if they were coming to the restaurant not 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 so much troubles as i thought it would be but a lot of people were coming and then they forgot their passport and then yeah what do you do i i had to yeah refuse them to get in it's, it's uh, yeah. It's and what was, yeah, that must have been so difficult. What was the, did, was it something on their phone or what, I mean, what was the form that the passport? They could do, uh, yeah, they could, they, we have an app and they could find it on the phone, but older people don't, yeah, they're not so good at it. And they, they forgot, the, a lot of women, I think, <laughs> they, they say, I'm not wearing, I'm not taking my phone to a restaurant, we're going out. And everything is on the phone now. Everything is on the iPhone. And, uh, yeah, they they left it in, in the hotel. <laughs> I just, yeah. I mean, I don't even understand. <laughs> I don't really understand that, that someone comes out to a restaurant without their phone, but maybe maybe that's just me. Um, well, yeah. I know it's not yeah. just me, but, yeah, that's really, that's really tricky. And what about staff? Mm-hmm. Were you required to have your staff all vaccinated? No, actually not, and we we do have one chef. He just stopped right here that last weekend, but he refused to get a vaccination. Then he had to go and get checked like two or three times a week instead. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. if you if you just if for whatever reason you weren't vaccinated, then you were required to be tested frequently to yeah. make sure that yeah. you yeah okay. Yeah. So there was yeah. So and. What about diners? Could diners come with a negative test or they had to show that they were vaccinated? No, they could come with a negative test, like 20, yeah, 72 hours old test could be mm-hmm. used. One of the other things that a lot of people are wondering here is these rapid tests, um, more for concerts and <laughs> um, that sort of thing. Like, is that a, is yeah. that something that you have there? We, we didn't have it and I... I don't know what to think about it because it, it always spoke about, oh, how unsure it was. It was like a more like 50% chance it was positive, and, but you, it wouldn't be really positive. And if we did have a, like an employee with a positive test, we have to shut down the restaurant for almost a week to get tested everybody, to test everybody. And then it would be, just be a positive test but it wasn't a true test. And it, I, I, I didn't, uh, I asked, actually asked, asked my staff to use the real test, not the fast one, because we didn't rely on, we couldn't rely on it. Mm. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. It's, yeah, yeah. you don't want a false positive. That no, really, it's like, yeah. a, no, that's, that's too unsure. Uh, so... I mean, Meta, you've obviously, as you say, you've been in the industry 30 years and this last two years, obviously none of us could foresee that we would be dealing with 
any of these things, you know, tests and checks and masks and all these things. Tell, tell me about your journey in hospitality. What, what took you into the industry in the first place? I, I always love food, actually. <laughs> I love food in every way. And, uh, and every time I, my, all my jobs uh, from when I was like 14 has been involving food, some point or the others. And uh, I, yeah, when I was fin- I finished high school, I went to London to work as a waitress. And I saw the, yeah, the nice atmosphere in the kitchen. And I thought, that's me. I, I would love to cook. I like, I love to cook anyway. So why not do it as a job? And then I went back to Denmark and started, yeah, uh, working as a chef apprentice. And yeah, that's the way in. And yeah. was it just when you opened the restaurant with your husband that you moved to the front of house? Yes. We were pretty sure that we had to split up uh, so we didn't stand in the kitchen, uh, both of us, because we wouldn't know what was happening in the restaurant if we were hiding in the kitchen, uh, with both of us. So, And he couldn't see himself <laughs> in the restaurant. He's a bit shy. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, I worked as a waitress before in front of house, so it was more natural, it was me. But it was a long journey, I think, because I'm also a bit nervous and a bit shy. So, yeah, I so what is, starting from scratch. Yeah, interesting. And what is it that you love about the restaurant experience? You know, what do you love, what do you hope your customers get from it and, and take take away with them? Because that's the best part is being front of house because you see the the joyous faces, you see the happiness, you see the thrill, you see the you feel the atmosphere. It's just the best because you don't get that in the kitchen because you can have a lot of fun with all the other chefs and it could be yeah happy times. But you know the the joy in the restaurant, the, the atmosphere is just something else. Mm, I really miss it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've still got a bit of a, a road ahead of us before we can get yeah. back to restaurants. You know, the it, bus in the restaurant when the, everybody's happy and you can see them smiling at all, it's just, yeah, mm. can't compare it. Do you get a chance to travel to eat yourselves? Yeah, but we have two kids now, so it's... Uh, not so much anymore, not so much right now, but we do get out and yeah, we go, I think we're planning a trip to Stockholm uh, next year. Oh, really? Yeah. That sounds, that sounds like, like a to, dream. <laughs> yeah. I like to go to the restaurant, uh, Francine, and they had three Michelin stars and I love the food. It looks so, so tasteful. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, incredible. And what does the name of your restaurant mean, Tea Trin Ned? It means 10 steps down uh, because we were located in an old cellar, an old uh, is, yeah, liqueur uh, <laughs> play. They, they were producing liqueur and uh, yeast ah. from uh, old production from 1850. So very nice, very cozy cellar. Uh, and we left that cellar in 2017 and uh, built a new place just near the water, just 
two meters in front of the water side to keep yeah to to get light to get air to get space to get new surroundings and so now you don't have kept... the 10 steps but you no the name? we don't know but we kept the name we, we couldn't no it was just yeah it is that's so interesting because when I look at the photos of your restaurant, it's so bright and light and the water is right there. That yeah. must be a, a, such a different restaurant to run than the one in the cellar. Yeah, I'm more happy now. Really? I, I get, yeah, I can. I get the summer times. I get all the seasons in the cellar. I didn't see every, nothing. I just saw feet walking uh, in front of the windows. Uh, I could just look up and see someone walking by and that's it. Wow. Now I can see the rain. I can see the wind. I can see everything. It's just so, so nice. Ah. Do you think the food changed when you moved premises? Yeah, it did. Because it was, I think our menu was a bit more light, a bit more yeah, like happy because we were we are, we are more happy here. Uh, it's a bit more green. It's a bit more female. I think. Yeah. Hmm. Ah, so interesting. So Meta, it's um, it feels like I don't know your. Even though the announcements from from the Danish government were, you know. COVID is not so much COVID is in the past, but COVID is just now part of the landscape. We've dealt with it. The crisis has passed. Now it's just part of normal life. It sounds like you're not quite sure that that's the case, but do you feel like as each week goes by that you will sort of trust this new reality a bit more? I mean, is, is that, or is that what you're hoping at least? That's what I'm hoping, but we, we, I'm preparing myself for third lockdown, I think, because I, I, I'm not ready for another shock, I think. But I, I hope it won't happen. I, I'm really hoping because, yeah, that would be so sad, I think. But And I hope we do get to just work till after Christmas, till the new year, and then I'll make, maybe I'll trust it. But I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. Mm. It's really understandable and I, I sort of I also understand that self protective instinct, you know, you once you don't if you believe in it completely then the, the shock if you're wrong would yeah, yeah, would be really devastating. Yeah. It's so because every time we sh- a lot a lot of chefs here have actually started new jobs. It's so hard to find chefs and the waiters here right now in Denmark because we they the working hours is not nice. I think we, at least, but and the the working in the weekend, no one wants that anymore because they've been shut down for almost six months. They have stayed home with their families. They have tried and tasted another life. They have uh, they have been experienced something else, and no one wants to get back to the working hours. No one wants to get back to work every Saturday evening. So a lot of people has left the business. A lot of people has uh, find new ways to work, and I think we won't be any yeah one left if we have another a third sh- uh, lockdown. Mm. Yeah, I think I don't know a country where there isn't a staffing crisis in hospitality at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think it's 
yeah, it's definitely he- here. It's, you know, when restaurants are open, all they're talking about is staff. Um, it's so hard yeah. to find staff. It's so hard to retain yeah. staff. And when yeah. you're in a lockdown, you you don't want to let your staff go because you're worried they won't come back. But, it, of course, yeah. it's really hard to keep them engaged and keep paying them. So, yeah, it's it's really difficult. Yeah, and to keep the spirits up and to keep them happy to keep it. It's, no, it's so, so weird and it's so hard. Mm. So does it mean that you need to work longer hours than you were in the past? Definitely. But that's okay. We've been waiting for it for five, six months. But but it, we, we need to see something ahead, something positive ahead. We need to have a hope that they do get back, they do want to get back to the business, that they, the young people do want to become chefs again because right now the schools are, the, the training schools are, yeah, half, half the, I think they normally they do have 30, 40 uh, apprentices uh, starting every class and now they have 12. It's so sad. It's, mm. yeah. yeah, I think it's a, People say the same things here. It's, um, yeah, I mean, in Australia, we depend a lot on internationals coming in from yeah. all around the world to to um, to be in the culinary schools, but also to be working in the restaurants. Is that the same in Denmark? Yeah, I think. And the government has tried to lift some of the bans here because it's so difficult to, to come to Denmark and work. Uh, and they actually put chef's job here on the positive list, so it's possible to get in and work because before it, you didn't have a chance. We were actually waiting for two chefs, uh, one from Turkey and one from Spain, to come here. But, uh, yeah, it's not uh, allowed yet for them to come. But we're, we're hoping. We've been waiting for two months now. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, I hope you get them and I hope they're great and I hope they love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. It's um yeah. I I it's it's really so lovely to speak to you Meta and to get the perspective uh from Denmark and your experience. Is it is there anything we haven't talked about that you think people over in Australia would be interested to to learn? Um I don't know but you just keep waiting and then it'll be okay again. Yep. <laughs> we have to we'll believe be okay that, don't now. We? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have to keep the hope up. And maybe I did sound a bit negative, but I'm not. But uh, And I'm just looking outside the window now and the sun is shining and everything's great. And yeah, you almost forgot uh, about COVID. I almost forgot right now. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to make you talk about it. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, well when I look at the figures you know there's there's still a a couple of hundred cases a day in Denmark but there's seems like there's hardly anybody in the hospitals it's very clear that the vaccines are doing their job Um, and I I certainly hope as our percentage of vaccinated population increases we can join you out of lockdown with full restaurants and happy customers hopefully not too entitled and desperate, but just happy to be there. <laughs> um, 
but I, yeah, I really look forward to visiting um, Fredericia one day and looking over the beautiful water of uh, uh, from Tea Tree Ned and eating something delicious from your farm and your kitchen. I'd love to see you here. Um, thank you so much, Meta. It's really been brilliant to to talk to you. I wish you all the best, and I hope that that you you stay safe and well and out of lockdown and that you're able to trust the situation more as time passes. Thank you. Thank you. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This.